0: You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, founder and principal attorney at Sapphire Legal, Teresa McQueen.
1: Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today, we're taking some time out of our regular schedule to bring you one of a series of COVID-19-related shows. We know that everyone is on information overload at this point, and we don't want to add to that. What we have in mind is to share some real stories from real people who are, like you are listeners, dealing with this novel and ever-changing environment. For our show today, we're talking with Trina Myers, Director of Human Resources and Training at the Fleet Science Center of San Diego. We'll be talking with Trina about her experiences in dealing with COVID 19 issues in the nonprofit world. I'm really excited to hear her thoughts and insights. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal.
1: Welcome back to our listeners and welcome to Workplace Perspective, Trina Myers. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having me today. We are super excited. So, but before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do?
2: Sure. Um, I've been in the human resources field for a little over 28 years and I've um, worked in both federal and nonprofit sectors for my entire career, mostly in nonprofit some large non-profits and then other small non-profits um and i really i really enjoy the field it's ever-changing there's always something to learn and to be quite honest i just love people
1: well that's a good job to be in when you love people i gotta tell you (laughs) that's right
2: you gotta love them
1: you gotta love them well I'm really excited to get your perspective on all of this, and I know that we're sort of well into a few weeks into this craziness. I'm hearing a lot of both positive and negative things from my clients, friends, family, and I mentioned this on one of our other COVID-19 shows, but some of the most positive things that I'm hearing about is this sort of growing sense of community as we all kind of pull closer to home, but finding out still new and innovative ways to reach out and interact with one another. And I think seems like despite all the challenges that it's really something to be navigating all of this change in this environment. And so I want to know from your perspective in the HR field, what are some of the initial challenges that impacted the fleet when all this started to happen?
2: I think some of our initial challenges, um, you know, we're open to the public. We're a science center. And um, when all of this started happening, the first thing I think we really noticed was a drop in our attendance and um, people starting to cancel events they would have with us, kind of pulling back, not sure what was going on um, in the world, in the United States, for sure, and in California. From there, you know, information was changing rapidly and daily. And every day there just seemed to be more information coming out. People weren't certain whether they should come to work or not come to work. We had a lot of phone calls uh, related to what we're doing from our employees. It was very hectic in the very beginning. And to be honest, it still is to some degree. Every day um, there's new information coming out, not just about the virus itself, but what are some best practices that are coming out of this. I read a lot um, Every morning when I first get up, just to see what the news is and what laws have passed or what things are going to be put into place to help our people through this season, however long it might last.
1: It's amazing. Everybody's kind of saying the same thing. It's it's changing so fast. It's moving so rapidly. And I, you know, I, I... Every time I went to write a memo on something, I'd finish the memo and then the, a, a new law came out or something changed or I'd have to start, you know, I was doing amendments to memos before I ever sent them out. So it's incredible w- with how quick information was coming out and how quickly things were changing. How did you guys, how did the fleet handle communications with employees? Like, can you share, um, I think organizations really want to know, like, how did you handle it? You know, did you guys form any task force? Did you, you know, how did you how did you tackle these initial
2: challenges? So we have already in place um, a safety team, and the safety team um, was talking almost daily about what we need to do to keep the fleet center open, how many people can be in the center, what kind of cleaning we needed to do to make sure that at least while we were open, right, in those initial days, few days that those patrons that were coming, and even our staff had a level of um, safety and security knowing that we were upping our measures in cleaning. Um, I will say the most crazy thing that happened during that time was you know, we went to order more, like anybody else, hand sanitizer for our our station so people could keep their hands clean, and the backlog on that was crazy. So it just put some of our staff in a little bit of a... Not a panic, but trying to figure out how they were going to communicate those things to our guests as they come in. We also, our director's level team, met two or three times a week in the initial first maybe week or two to try and get our hands around what's going on and kind of seeing and trying to see ahead a little bit. Like if we have to close, what does this look like? What happens if we can't work from here? How do we move remotely? There was a series of things that we talked about. But it was changing so fast that every time it seemed like we made a decision, something came up right behind it. So in a lot of respects, we were just trying to keep up with what was going on and keeping community staff educated as we were learning. So I think that was a challenge, but also rewarding in a lot of respects. Being able to help ease the fears of some and really being an opportunity for us to listen to their concerns so that we could make the right decisions moving forward.
1: I think that's great. I, I really believe that this has presented, you know, the challenges that you're talking about and they're very serious and they're really impacting people's lives in different ways. But I had, I think it was an NPR, NPR had mentioned that in the midst of all the misinformation that was coming out when it first started, everything started happening, people were actually turning to their employers as a trusted source of information. And I thought that was awesome, right? Our show is all about relationships and building those relationships between employers and employees. And I was just so Heartened to hear that. I thought it was just great. And I also think it's been such a great opportunity for employers to really show their employees that there is a relationship there, that they do really, they do really care. And I think all of this communication that you've got going on is, is really important and has probably gone a long way towards improving. I don't know if you needed improving your employee relations, but I think every organization can improve their employee relations. But
2: have you gotten a sense of that? Yeah, um, I'm with you. Every, Every opportunity you have to communicate and listen, right, listening being the big key to your staff is important. And it does increase your employee engagement. It does increase your morale to some degree when they feel like they're being heard and their concerns that are real to them are being listened to, and then if we can meet those concerns. The communication piece over the last few weeks, I think, has really helped our community, getting more regularly with good information as we have it, and then scheduling another appointed time that they will receive more information, not here's one communication piece and not letting them know when they're going to hear from us again and giving them an opportunity to reach out to human resources or their supervisors or directors to get more information if they're concerned beyond the communication pieces that we're putting out.
1: I love it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I, I want to follow up on that when we come back. Uh, we're going to hear more from Trina about navigating this new normal as we work through the workplace impacts of COVID-19. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.
1: Send us your perspective. We're hosting a series of COVID-19 related podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Share your perspective on how you or your workplace has handled the COVID-19 pandemic. Email us your thoughts at perspective at sapphirelegal.com. All of the communications we receive will remain confidential and will be edited for privacy. And now back to the show. So, Trina, you you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think people are really interested right now about what other organizations are doing to stay connected and engaged with their employees. And then you have an added aspect to your business in that you're an education center. Are you doing anything to engage with the public
2: as well? Yes. One thing that, you know, is sort of a hidden blessing in all of this has really struck how we think about our programming, and how we reach out to communities, right, within San Diego. You know, I've always believed that when there's a challenge in life, that good things come out of it. And I think one of the good things that we're seeing at The Fleet is the creativity of our educational staff, our marketing team, and countless other staff that are pulling together and creating educational videos. We have something now called Fleet TV that will be launching soon so that people can still stay engaged with science. We're even talking about creating educational kits that we take to the little schools that are feeding kids during at least the next three weeks through spring break. Educational materials that they can pick up with their lunch or their breakfast, take it home and have something to work on. So we're looking at different ways and innovative ways that we can meet some of the needs of the community. Obviously, we can't meet them all, but in some small way, maybe we can help bring some sunshine, some happiness, some joy in what seems pretty bleak right now. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think we're kind of in what is probably the first really full week of remote working from you know, everybody working from home, and I think everybody does need that bit of sunshine, and I think it's an awesome project you've got going. I love the way you guys are communicating with your employees and reaching out to the community. Um I want to know on a more personal note, if we can, how are you handling it, you and your household? What's What's
2: happening with you? Well, I have four sons, and thank goodness they're all a little bit older. Two of them work. One of them works at a restaurant and has not technically been laid off, but certainly not on their schedule right now. And the other one works mm-hmm. at a coffee, coffee shop, and they've kept him gainfully employed over the last few weeks. My two younger ones, one's in high school, one's in middle school, and quite honestly, they're happy for the break. <laughs> Friends, you know, I mean, I've got boys. What can I say? They, If we can get out of school, we're, we're going to do it. They look at me crazy. And I'm like, you should probably read a book or something. Uh, video games sound a lot, lot more fun. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, we're doing pretty well. My husband works for a government contract company, and they are, he's actually still working. So it really hasn't impacted him too much. The biggest impact, I think, is learning to juggle the noise in the house with the workload going on, at least for me. I'm having the same thing. I'm going through the same thing. It's really, it's amazing. (laughs) You know, I've worked remotely off and on throughout my career, and I love it. But usually the house is quiet. It's a little bit different when I'm on a video conference and my son comes home from uh, working out with his friend in his house pops and he's like hey mom and it's like oh my mom's phone like, <laughs> you know so my new co-workers are a little noisy my new coworker is as well so we're a, we're just a two-person
1: household but we're sort of having our adjustment adjustment period as well occasionally working from home together is one thing but but doing it on a, on a consistent basis we've we've had to drop a few lines it's been sort of interesting
2: it's definitely different. I enjoy the time with my family. I am kind of sad that it's under these circumstances. But at the same time, you know, I try and always find the positive in where we're at. Help the kids stay focused on things that are positive, too
1: yeah I think that's really important I think it's great you know we were talking about no I hope people realize that it is trying and all of that but really at least from a married couple perspective you know people wait their entire lifetimes to spend as much time together as we've been spending and I think that's really important and I think it's a great bright spot we're looking on the bright side of it as well because I think it's a great opportunity and I love it we're running out of time which I hate because I could go on and on talking to you about this but as we wrap up to So, can you sort of give us maybe your top three tips or some cautionary tales words of wisdom maybe some thoughts for the future for organizations out there going through what you're going through
2: about three things that keep me going one is the fact that there's hope in all of it this isn't forever while it may feel like it at the moment we certainly see in the news a lot of doom and gloom unfortunately and quite honestly it is a little bit scary positive side of that is we're going to get through this and we're going to come out the other side. And I believe we're going to come out stronger. The other piece is find your joy in your day. You know, something that brings you joy. I keep a thankful journal um, and I try and write in it every night, something I'm thankful for or made me happy through the day. That seems to help in times that are kind of dark, looking at those positive things. And I think the third thing is count your blessings. What are the things that you can still do? to impact somebody for the better and how can you impact that community that you work with
1: i gotta tell you my joy today has been talking with you i really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your thoughts and experiences with our listeners it's a really important message that you've given us
2: well thanks for having me Teresa. i i enjoyed it and i look forward to a day that we can talk about things that are super positive
1: me too thank you so much if you want to learn more about Trina or the Fleet Science Center, you can find them on the web at www.rhfleet.org. You can also connect with Trina via our website at sapphirelegal.com slash podcast. I want to also thank our listeners, My Radio Angels, James and the Nave at Night, and Workplace Perspectives Team Extraordinaire, our engineer producer Paul Roberts, our associate producer Melissa DeLacy, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective, and until next time, keep raising the bar.